pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection of the 2013 National Hockey League. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Fantasy Friday with the First Pick Podcast with at BiggestBoss76. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Look up the First Pick Podcast. We're just coming at you, trying to give you a bonus fantasy episode. Nothing about all the other stuff, not the other breakdown. We're going to get into fantasy here with a little dabbling of betting because you know how at Vinny Goombots does it, right? Absolutely. It's your boy, Vinny Goombots. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. You can find the podcast at The First Pick Pod on Twitter, at The First Pick Pod on Instagram. Give us a follow on those uh, social media platforms, y'all. We're putting out some good content out there, betting advice, uh, betting strategies, fantasy, stardom, sit-ems, uh, which we like to call with it. Or against it. We're going to be posting that stuff up. Um, any kind of news and notes that we have, check us out on there. And uh, that's a good way to interact with us. You know, d- direct message. You know, if you have fantasy questions, uh, betting questions, just overall, you want to talk sports. Uh, you don't like something we did on the pod or you like something we did on the pod. That's where to get us. We're diving in. It's Fantasy Friday, y'all. Getting you ready for Sunday. We're going to talk about our teams. <laughs> we both have four. I went two and two. How did your weekend go? Not so good. <laughs> I went zero and four. I have we both, uh, ironically, Kevin and I both play in uh, four different leagues. Two together, we play um, in our big boy league, which is a fourteen team league. Uh, I I donned it the big boy league uh, because of the buy in um, and the give backs too. Uh, we do weekly high score gets a prize. I actually bumped into the guy that had the high score at the gym today, and he's like, "Yo, where's my money?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> Take it easy, dog. Take it easy. It's 10 bucks, bro. Yeah. Actually, it's 20. Oh, 20? 20 oh, wow. Come we on, really Kev. upped it. I thought it was yeah, 10. My read bad. Read your bylaws, dog. Yeah. Um, so, you got 20 bucks a week for high score. We got um, we have money for divisional winners. Um, we have we have uh, money for overall best record. Um, you know, I try to keep it interesting all year round. Even if you don't win, you get a little give back. Because it sucks when you play fantasy all year round. Put so much effort into it, and you get nothing. Right. Um, you know, you should have a little something. So even if you get two high scores, that's forty bucks back into your buy-in. You know, and you could have the best record. Think about it. If you have the best overall record, you obviously won your division. So that's two two money. You know, two ways to win money right there. Right. I'm gonna assume if you won your division and you have the best record, you probably got a high score or two in there. However. Unless you're someone that is a savvy fantasy player. Let's clear my throat a little bit there. (laughs) To win your fantasy football championship without having a single week with the high score. Not everybody could do that. I'm speaking about myself, y'all. Oh, my God. I'm speaking about myself. Don't don't let him blow his head up. Don't worry. I I got the pin in my pocket. I went. An entire football season in fantasy and didn't have a high score, but still won the championship. Okay, keep in mind. Boo. I, keep in mind. 
I'm, listen, I'm almost done patting myself on the back here, y'all. Give me a couple more seconds to stand on my soapbox. Keep in mind, I don't draft inside my division, and I don't start players against my Jets, and I still won the championship. He's a nut job, man. The Get reason I tell you guys these things is because I know what I'm talking about. So listen, listen. Anyway, um, we try to do things in the big boy league to give everybody an opportunity to win, even if you don't win. And it's nice to have a little get back, even if you took an L. Um, so we play in that league, and uh, me and Kev also play in our listener league. And if you're listening, you probably play in the league too. Absolutely. Shout out to everybody in the listener league. We appreciate that you guys are involved, and we appreciate the support of listening. If you know we're 16 teams deep. You got to put the thinking cap on. Yes. There's absolutely nobody but tumbleweeds. <laughs> yeah, on the no, waiver that wire. waiver wire is awful. I, 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 I saw a Cody Latimer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I saw you scoop him up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a great pickup I right just now picked, if you're in the 16 person league. I just picked up the water boy for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. yeah. I needed somebody <laughs> for on my bench, man, just in case. You never know. He might need to get in there and play. And I had a really good week uh, overall. I went two for two. Uh, in, in four of my leagues, I lost one. I went into Sunday down. Uh, no, I went to Sunday up 122 to 58 and lost to Deshaun Watson and Cody Latimer. It was such a, it's awful. Cortland Sutton. Uh, Cortland. You said wow. Cody Latimer. Yeah, it's Jeez. all good. Because it was already in my it. head. Yeah, no, you good. I'm just but trying to. they came back. I lost by one point. Actually, my that 122 was my lowest output. I had two teams put out over 160 points. That's because I invested quite heavily in Lamar Jackson. And I had another league where I had scored 146 points and lost to a guy who put up 178. It happened. Happens, it's the worst thing that that it's just the worst feeling to put up anything over 130 and a loss you, you know it's just rough that's the way fantasy goes though you never know how how the afternoons play out and we're, we're sharing these things with you guys because uh we know it's happened to you before i mean sucks have you ever had that lead going into monday night football like kevin and you lose by one that, that, those hurt, you know, those hurt. I put up 162 points. Okay, there was a guy in our league that put up 72. <laughs> I put up 162. <laughs> I had the third highest score in the big boy league. Unfortunately, out of the three teams that had high scores, I played one of them, and I lost by six points. Shout goes. out to my boy, Pat, one of our listeners, also in the listener league. He put up 168. And how about him? 168 points. And he got outed by the high score by 169 <laughs> that is the worst feeling on the planet hey listen we, <laughs> sorry pat hey we say these things <laughs> we say these things to you guys because we've all been there you know we've all been there and sometimes you're on the other end where you come out of the grave uh like my brother-in-law with Cortland sutton and beating you and mind you he texted me at like 11 45 that night I to know. let me know just to reassure me that i you know the biggest problem i have with the leagues that i am in and i run everybody thinks that i'm against them so i get like a hundred text messages a weekend like <laughs> yeah yeah this guy's doing good or i just beat this guy like i'm not playing you you're bro right, right. We weren't even you're playing, playing somebody i don't even know who you're playing <laughs> leave me alone i got nothing to do with this so um <laughs> Yeah, we just wanted to go over some of those things with you guys. And, uh, you know, Kev, how do you deal with that one-point loss? How do you deal with putting up 140? What did you say, 142? I put up 146 and lost to a guy with 178. Okay, so how how do you approach 
next week? What's your mental state after a loss like that? And what do you do to get better, you know, fantasy-wise? Well, I and I, I had a chance to win that game. I made my choices. I, I The same way I made a great choice to sit down Baker Mayfield and put in Kyler Murray, I also didn't make the best choice of keeping Michael Gallup and Mark Andrews out of my lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know why I didn't park, put Mark Andrews in. You know I've been trying to get him in every league. We were yeah. in one league together. I tried to get him. I want him and Marquise Brown everywhere. I wanted the mm-hmm. Ravens because I believe in Lamar Jackson this year. I think well, uh, in our listener league, I got Mark Andrews and holla at me. We, let's work something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, down, I'm already, it's week two and I'm already wheeling and dealing. All right. Keep going, my bad. But, you know, so that's just the way it is. I, I don't know. I don't even think there's a such thing as resetting. Just make sure you're looking at your matchups. You put in the best players you think that, that are going to play that day. I always look at the other team. How good is their defense? Where did they rank last year? I'm still, at this point, I'm still using last year's rankings for most teams to find out where I want to play somebody. It's only the first game of the season, so we don't have a big enough sample size to compare with how the league is going to reshuffle itself. Now, coming into week five and six, I'm going to start using more of this year's statistics because we're going to have a bigger sample size to find out who is the best passing offense. Is it still the Bills? Who is the best? I mean, is it still the Bills who is the best passing defense from last year? They look really good versus your Jets on Sunday. Is it still going to be the Bears who were the number one rushing defense last year? Aaron Jones had a really tough day last Thursday. Mm-hmm. So are these teams going to stay where they're at or are they going to change? So those are things I think you guys should keep in mind when you're looking at it. Look at team stats. Where do they rank? And Am I going to play this guy versus the Bears? And if you have a running back going up against the Bears, he's going to have a tough day no matter what. They give everybody a hard time. And another thing, stay with the guys you drafted. If you drafted somebody in the first one, two, three, four, five, six rounds, sh- I'm playing those yeah, guys. They shouldn't be out of your line. Right, right. There's now. no bye weeks yet. Stick to it. You drafted them. This is this is like a stock. Like I'm not going to buy Google stop uh, Google's stock and then get out the next week. No, you get stock for the long term. You got to ride the waves. You can't. You got to take the the low weeks so you can get the high ones where a Mike Evans or a DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins You're doing gonna- that real smooth. Kevin's doing like a, a wave <laughs> motion with his hands. It I'm looks, a hand talker. It looks real smooth. Italians are hand talkers too. So uh, yeah, he's doing a real like smooth wave over. I can't. I don't have no moves like that. Go <laughs> you got to handle the ups and downs. It's the same thing as, as being in the right as as the stock market. So those are the things I keep in my mind. How about you? Um. Yeah. So you said I a, a lot bit of, of ramble there. Sorry. No, but you said a lot of good things. Uh, I do want to point out, like Kevin said, look at the matchups. Chicago Bears playing against the Denver Broncos. You want to be weary of those players. I drafted Aaron Jones in the second round, and he was on my bench in two different leagues. Right. Okay, I drafted him in the second round or third round, whatever it was. He was on my bench because he played against the Bears, and it was the right move. We talked about it two episodes ago, and um, I started Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler got Austin Eckler got 38 points. Aaron Jones got four points. Right. That was the right decision. One thing that I like to look at is could I have done something different? That's the first thing I look at when I lose. Did I start all the right players? Um, in the big boy league, I lost by six points. The highest scorer on my bench was Aaron Jones with four points, which means there's nobody on my bench that I could have inserted into my starting lineup to win this game. Had I had somebody on the bench that would have superseded that six points, I have nobody but to blame but myself. I put the best team on the field, or quote unquote, in my lineup, and I lost. There's nothing more I could do. Uh, yeah, it's painful that Eckler had 38 points. And Lamar Jackson had 42, and I lost. And actually, in my losses, I could have won each game. So for me, I'm the total opposite. I had I left 
Marquise Brown on the bench who had 32 points. He wins me that game if he's in there. So uh, that wins me that game that I lost where I put up all of those points because I, I would have wound up putting up, I think it would have been one, It would have been I would have beat him by one or two points if I, I put that you. guy in. Or in our big boy league, I leave Mark Andrews and I leave Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup is going to be a monster. If you don't, if you have him, you keep him available. He is opposite of Amari Cooper. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to take over the spot there, but I was just on it. So, uh, But Michael Gallup is going to be great. Think of all your receivers who are opposite great receivers. That means they're going to get one-on-ones. Michael Gallup needs to be extremely high on your list, and I'll probably have him on a few of our breakdowns as we get going here. So here, let me give you a few other examples. We have, there's Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, opposite Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, opposite Julio Jones. You have Jarvis Landry, opposite Odell Beckham. You have, actually, I I don't know, sometimes it could be a tight end. You can have Jared Cook opposite Michael Thomas. There are some guys that if you have that guy, he's going to be bracketed. He's going to be doubled. He's going to be annoyed all day and they'll still get theirs because they are who they are. They're top five for a reason. They could do it while doubled, while bracketed. But Michael Gallup, keep him on your list. He's opposite Amari Cooper. All of these guys, think about the second guy. He's getting the one-on-ones. And if they have the talent, they're going to go get it. And I think Godwin's going to get that along with tonight against the Carolina Panthers. What else you got, Vince? So with you saying that, what do you feel about the breakdown up there in Boston? Well, Josh we, Gordon, A.B., and Julian Edelman. I think there's enough balls for everybody. Okay. I, uh, Tommy, uh, uh, Tom Brady is exceptional. He's going to go. Obviously, he's going to go to who's open. They do. He does have. He's very much about timing. He wants you to be where you're supposed to be, and he does not like freelancing. A.B. is a natural freelancer. Him and Big Ben made their whole careers off off of A.B. being a freelancer. But if he stays within the if he stays within the line, stays within the line of what they do, I think there's enough balls for everybody on that team. Okay. Um, Including well, James White, by the way, which I know you always on me on. I love me some White, man. Go ahead. How many points did he score this week? I think he had 11. Mm, it nice. was okay. That's okay. What, what would you value that at? Like a C minus? Uh, I would say points? so. I think a C, that's a C minus. Uh, what about that other guy over there? Uh, Sony Tony Michelle. He had a really tough day. I think he had 15 mm. carries for like, I, it was really bad. Yeah. Very, very few yards. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know this for a fact, though. You know who had more than him? Rex Burkhead. <laughs> and guess what? Rex Burkhead wasn't on nobody's roster. Nope. All right? He's been picking up all over. He's been picked up all over fantasy waiver wires all over. Anyway, um, yeah, this is just fantasy. But I want to digress for a second here. What do you think is going on with this guy, Antonio Brown? What's up with this? What's up? What's going on here? He is a... Uh... He is a guy who sees his talent above everything, and that talent gets him what he wants. Okay. Uh, whether that's good or bad, obviously there's some bad out there, and there's some good out there for him. Some really bad, it seems, here with the last few things that are going on. He just finds himself to be above those things. He finds himself that he can get by because of his talent, and he's made it very clear that he can. But I don't want to spend too much time talking about this dude. I'm like, I don't know. I, I know that's the the topic of the day, but I don't like wasting time on scrubs like that. No, and, and I, I you ain't a scrub you. on the field, but in life. He looks like he might be. Yeah, no, I just wanted to add some some insight on that, man. I, I think uh, he's the narrative out there is, you know, he's crazy and everything that's going on. And um, I, I just want to put out there, man, I, I disagree with, uh, with everything. I think the guy did a calculated move to get to where he wants to go. And uh, he he's not that far-fetched as it may seem with all that stuff that went on in Oakland. Okay. Um, 
he realized the Steelers would never, you know, trade him to the Patriots. Uh, so he found a team that would pay top dollar and set his value. Then he faked being crazy with the, you know, the helmet and, 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 the, and the stupid foot issues and the practice just to get himself cut so he could freely sign with the team he wanted to go to originally. Right. I think all that was a ploy. You know, you don't have a videographer living in your house on standby um, just so you could have that video that's, you know, out there for people to see. So I get it. And um, also the information that came from the Patriots who really wanted to get him from Pittsburgh kind of helped build the fact that maybe he did do it because they were willing to give up a first-round pick for A.B. Mm-hmm. and the Steelers weren't taking it because why would I give you Antonio Brown, which is smart by the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers. So he's like, all right, I'll figure it out here. But it look, maybe he didn't make the right choice. Look, Oakland looked all right on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, on Monday versus the Broncos, who have a really good defense. And uh, we spoke about it on episode 10. I said that it was just it was too soon for me. You know, uh, the break up with them in Oakland and then a few hours later he was in New England kind of kind of leads me to think that that was already premeditated and it was ready to go right but like we said we're not gonna spend too much time there just wanted to get your opinion on that um we were focusing on um you know dealing with tough losses in fantasy and um like Kevin said you know sometimes you got to look at your roster and see if you made the right decisions did you start the right guys and if you didn't you ain't got nobody to bring but yourself and uh you know if you're listening to this, you care enough about your fantasy league. It's not just about winning. It's about the money that's behind it as well. You know, that money can help you do things that you might not have been able to do. Um, and the fantasy game is changing. You know, there's no longer just, you know, people just setting a lineup and having fun. If you're in one of those fun leagues and you're just doing it for bragging rights, that's cool too. But we're here to help you guys win. You know, I'm trying to win all four of the leagues I'm in. I will say, though, Vince, it's so weird that you bring that up. Yeah. I was thinking the other day, I like the third place gets their money back. And I said to myself, I always want to win. Obviously, I want to win first place or second place. But I said to myself, if I won third place five years in a row and I got to spend time with friends talking trash and fantasy and I got my money back and I got to play for free like every year, I would still be, I don't know. I love the grind of it. I like looking at the matchups. I like the trash talk. Not that I don't want to win. I'm not trying to say that. But I probably wouldn't be upset if I got third every year and just got my money back and got to play for free because I just find it a ton of fun and I just love watching football so what is your favorite part of fantasy everything included give me your top three parts of fantasy football as a whole making predictions off of x's and o's okay most of my predictions come from what i believe a coach is going to do what i believe the defense is going to do how i believe a team runs their offense it's not as statistically based as it is in the x's and o's it's my favorite part of any sport i watch tennis i love how serena plays tennis i love how lebron functions as a point guard which he should have been his whole damn career but how he functions as a point guard on the court and how that work plays itself out and that's my number one thing i love the game i love the chess match i like to see adjustments in the game and i make most of my predictions pre-game based off of what i think is going to happen in that way that's my absolute favorite part um also i guess I, along with everybody else i just like when when i go into a game on like a monday night and i still have a couple players left and i know i'll already won that's another one of my that's favorite nice, things nice it's one, always yeah. always good knowing when there's a few games left he's like ah, i got this locked up yeah. i'm good to go you know and um i don't know if i have a third one give me a couple of yours and let me come up with my third one cool uh mine is uh kind of funny i i love waking up on wednesday morning super early 
like five something. And I don't set an alarm for it or anything like <laughs> I that. I just get up because my body knows. My my body knows it's waiver wire Wednesday. <laughs> and uh, what I like to see is who did these fools miss on? That's right. what I say in my head every day. So let me see what these fools <laughs> missed on this week. And, um, you know, I put my claims in every Tuesday night. I got claims in for the most part unless I'm at that spot where um, – I think my team is okay for that week, and I'm just trying to advance in the waiver wire, which is very rare. Um, I want to point something out to you guys out there. If you're 9-0 and you think your team is good, you're wrong. I'm going to tell you that right now. Everybody's got different different outlooks. Kevin might not agree with me and whatnot. Your team can always get better. Um, I was talking with someone in our listener league today um, about upgrading at position. His team, I look at it, I'm like, wow, your team is really good. I tried to make a trade with him, but I can't because he doesn't need anything that I'm that I could give up. Right. You know? And then I had uh, you know, I'd like to say I advised him, but that's not really what I did. We just spoke about and I told him to pair up. He has uh receivers expendable, he has running backs expendable, he has tight end. His team is set. You can you know, upgrade that. He drafted man. really well, he can. And one thing he has is he has two guys on the same team two receivers on the same team which is a faux pas of mine because really what are you rooting for there it's tough to have two receivers on the same team scoring touchdowns you know sometimes you're going to get one guy and sometimes you're going to get the other it's in my opinion it's rare you're going to get them both to have that great game you know right um so i told him you got to ship one of those guys out package that guy with a running back you know, a solid running back or or a tight end. Look for these teams. So out there, guys, um, if you have expendable running backs and or wide receivers, what you want to do right now is go and look for the Tyreek Hill owner. That guy is missing his maybe first-round pick, second-round pick. Whoever drafted Tyreek Hill is down a wide receiver for six weeks. If you have expendable wide receivers – that's the person you want to hunt out right now. Trade with that person. They might. You want to look for the Darius Geis owner, the Tevin Coleman owner. If you have expendable running backs, those are the guys you want to hunt down and trade with. Um, even the Hunter Henry owner. They might not have had a solid backup tight end, and you know you might. So those are the people that you want to look to make deals with early. And this is that time. We're going to get into the next thing here. Don't panic. Yes. Don't panic. This is that time. I got on Johnson in one league. He threw up a dud, a stinker. Yeah, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried because I don't think the, the Cardinals have that good of a run defense. Nope. But maybe they do. I like their linebackers, Terrell Suggs, Hassan Riddick. I like those guys. But I'm not going to panic yet. Now, if he has another bad game, I might be in panic mode, but it's still early. It's only week two. Um, I say these things. There are a lot of guys out there. O.J. Howard, don't panic. I think he's going to be all right. Todd Gurley, don't, don't panic. panic. Okay. And, and I invested in him in three leagues. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm a heavy investor in players. So my goal, I have four leagues. My goal is to invest in as many of the same players as my draft allows me to. And in addition to what you just said, I draft intentionally to trade a player. So, in my WGA league, mm-hmm. I took Todd Gurley. I took Nick Chubb. I took DeFonte Freeman. And I took Marlon Mack. 
And I took it with the intention that either Freeman or Marlon Mack are going to be off of this team at one point or another. So I've already started. I put out feelers. I also have Carson Wentz and Lamar Jackson. I put out to my league yesterday, all comers, uh, Carson Wentz and Marlon Mack are available. And maybe I I get something back. Maybe I've had a few. I've had a Cooper Cup look for Marlon Mack. Not enough, in my opinion, especially after a 175-yard game. I think I'm going to let his value build, and then he'll hit the road. But go ahead. So uh, while you're saying that, out of those, out of that crew that you just named there, Marlon Mack, Devonta Freeman, Todd Gurley, and who was the uh, the fourth? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Devonta Freeman looked the worst. Obvious. I would say Marlon Mack was the most surprising. Yes. I'm not really surprised with his performance. We only. liked him early. Yeah, we, we did. did. But that was BL. Before luck. Okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. so almost like I'm trying to do like the AD times. I there. think his value goes up though. I don't it even know because like of, it, at least for carries because he he's going to get more carries, right? And that's what kind of gets me to think. And guys, you got to think outside the box. You have to think outside. Look at these matchups. You want to win? You got to put in the work. I said to myself, "Carry on, Johnson. Have a good game." You know what? Marlon Mack ran all over that Chargers defense, and guess who Carry on Johnson plays this week? The Chargers. Chargers. So you know what? Maybe Carrion's going to have a game. And that's going to be somebody that I might be able to find some value in in DFS as well because he didn't have such a good game. So I'm assuming it's going to go down. Now, if he don't have a good game, maybe there's something wrong with him. What right. you got? And I was going to add to it that if you take away Marlon Mack's longest run of the day, he still has over 100 yards. He had a 65-yard touchdown. That's crazy. Still had 101, 110 yards, I think, after. I think he would finish that's with 175. Awesome. He had a great day. So you take away his longest run, he still has a great day. So I think that's huge. Uh, 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 and I'm with you. The only thing that scares me about on Johnson, though, is the Lions' offense. I understand. So from an X's and O's, I'm going to be down a lot. I'm going to have to throw the ball a lot. If he can catch the ball, that's wonderful because Matt Stafford will check you down. Theo Riddick was phenomenal for him in that check down yeah. area. Theo Riddick was a, a, a fantasy player without being a starter because of that. So that's the one thing that makes me a little nervous about him because they're going to be down a good amount. But we see what happens. I still think he has good value moving forward. Speaking of Theo Riddick, uh, you remember the year that Devonta Freeman got hurt for the whole year? Not last year, but the year before yes. that. Didn't he get? Was it? It was the year before that he got hurt. And he was out the whole year. I don't. Right? I don't necessarily remember. Okay, well, it, I it, can't say for sure. It might have been that year that he was out the whole year, whatever it was, and I had. Theo Riddick in the 14 team league, the big boy league. And I literally had him as my RB2 all year. Like from like week four and on, he was my RB2. Just catching passes. And yeah, and he was getting me anywhere between 10 to 15 points a week. James White. Yeah. That's why I love James. That's what James White does to you. That, that's why I like him, especially in the red zone. They like to do those little small things. But I use James White in the same way as as you like Theo yeah, Riddick. You ain't going to get no James White this week. You're going to wind up with uh, James Devlin <laughs> or Rex Burkhead, or they're going to be pulling out I'm some other guy. James White down your throat you can do that year. all you want. <laughs> Antonio Brown's going to get all the rushing yards there this week. That's what Bill likes to do. But yeah, you know, like Kev says, you know, you draft people with the intention. I did the same thing in my, in, in, in a big boy league. I have, um, Aaron Jones, I have Austin Eckler, I have Alvin Kamara, and I have Chris Carson. I don't need all four of those running backs. Nope. One of them is going to go at some point in time. Right now, I'm trying to shop Aaron Jones um, just because he had a tough matchup with the the, the, the Bears. I don't think I'm going to get a lot of love, so I'm going to wait and see how he does this week. And um, I'm hoping he could blow up because uh, I'm not really uh, too high on him at the time. Um, but I drafted him because I feel like he's a good player. I know you like Aaron Jones. I don't dislike the guy. Right. But I need to upgrade at wide receiver, and his early matchups are tough, also. Exactly. So, and I need to, I, I need to upgrade at wide receiver. Um, 
when when I when we were doing our draft, I noticed that Austin Eckler was still available. Um, I had drafted Kamara, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, and then Eckler. Now I went I went four running backs in a row, but it was only because I knew the value of Eckler, and I was like, I gotta grab him. Um, I'm even willing to move Eckler, and it's only because. I don't want to deal with that looming is Gordon coming back stuff. Right. Um, it's hard to trade a guy to just drop 38 points, but his stock is high right now. Um, I could very well trade him and Gordon never come back this year. And I will regret the Austin Eckler thing all year round. Um, but I'm hoping to have a wide receiver emerge on my team. That could be my number two. My number one is Calvin Ridley, and I'm totally fine with that. I, I would be comfortable with that. And in my league where I have four running backs, actually my R, my not my RB2, my receiver two is my slot position because I have those four running backs. One of those running backs is always going to be in a He's, flex. Uh, yep. I have two. I have two, obviously, my two big dogs with Chubb and Gurley. I have A.J. Green waiting, waiting in the wings. So when he comes back, he's immediately my receiver one and then my flex actually becomes my receiver two so whether it be Jamison Crowder whether it be Tyler Lockett whether it be Ross whether it be whoever else I have on my team I have Marquise Brown also in that league that's gonna be where my that's gonna be my big picker choose spot because I'm thinking maybe I keep all four running backs maybe they have the value or maybe I trade them but these are the things going through my mind for a league where I drafted four running backs with the purpose of at least trading one but it may work out where I keep them because the receivers I took late that I thought had value in PPR are actually playing really well but it's only week one who knows gotcha no I like that breakdown man and that's a uh, I think that's a the right tool um sometimes you got people out there that are just stubborn they don't want to make the moves and in the long run that's not going to work I'm right. telling you guys right now I even tried speaking to a guy today in our in one of uh, our leagues I, I'm trying to make a three-team deal here basically I grabbed some guys um I already have Robert Woods in one of my leagues I don't want two receivers on the same team. We're working out a deal with Cooper Cup. I'm trying to get rid of Antonio Brown. Shout out to the listener league. I don't want a Patriot on my team. <laughs> I want Antonio Brown. I like the player on the field. I just can't root for the Patriots. I'm not a fool. They don't play my Jets this week. If he plays, he's going to be in my lineup. But next week, they play the Jets. I'm not starting him. I want to get rid of him by then. I'm also not going to sell him low just because... Everyone knows that I don't like him as a Patriot. I will just bench him next week, and he'll be in my lineup the following week after that. <laughs> right. I'm not I'm not a fool. He's on my team already, but I do want to get rid of him. I'm working out a deal. If I, could, if I grab Cooper Cup, I'm already going to have a deal in place to send him elsewhere because I'm not going to have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup on, my same, on the same team. Understood. I just don't think that's a smart fantasy strategy. Uh, you guys out there might disagree. I just don't think that there's enough balls to go around each game. Sure. It's nice to have one in there. But then also, what do I do on the bye week? Two guys on the same team? I'm in trouble. So I don't want to do that. There's a guy in our league that has a lot of guys on the same team. And I already told him, I said, you got to move one of those guys. Right. He literally has one, two, three, four. He has five guys on the same team. Why would you even? Well, originally he had Shady McCoy. He wasn't originally on the Chiefs. Oh, understood. But still, he still had four. You know right. what I mean? Um, I don't know. That might be the offense where you can actually do that and they I take care agree of you. There. We <laughs> joked about that, uh, him and I, and, and that he's absolutely right. You yeah. can do it that. Might with be all right. Offense. Yeah. But we're trying to work out a deal, and there's nothing wrong with communicating with the people in your league. Um, ask your commissioner to get a group chat going. Um, for the listener league, we don't have one, but I am down. If you guys are listening and you want to get involved in one, let's do that. You know, and, and speak to your commissioner. Get lines of communication open. Um, everybody wants to win. 
and uh, nobody's beating anybody on a trade or anything like that. It's just working out the deal that fits best for everyone. Right. And speaking of deals, uh, this is a league that me and Kevin don't play in together, and I, I don't think anybody in this league actually listens to the pod. I'm in one of those random leagues that I don't know a soul. It was an online draft, which I hate online drafts. I'm never prepared the same for them like I am for a live draft. And uh, this is exactly why. Uh, the draft started at 7.30. I am normally very punctual in my time. I was not. And I had issues. Right now, uh, Kevin and I are recording in the basement of my home. And the... Uh, Baby is smashing things on the floor upstairs. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Listen, y'all. We help us, okay? You like what we're doing here? You want me to sound crystal clear? Help us get to get, a studio. Yeah, help us get to a studio so you don't have to hear my kid banging on my hardwood floor up there. Um, but that also shows you guys what we're doing. We're, we're, we're here. I love it. Um, we're here giving you guys the fantasy insight. And, uh, you know, Kevin and I are, are husbands. And Kevin's going to be a father. And I'm a father. My kid's up there running around right now. So <laughs> That's the way hear, it goes. He's trying to be featured in this episode. <laughs> getting back to anything. Getting back here. But um, my first pick was Julio Jones. I'm not big on receivers first pick. And my second pick was OBJ. I am not an OBJ fan. I'm not. And this was both of those. My first two picks were auto-picked. Okay? I'm not an OBJ fan. I don't like the team I've constructed. Uh, the rest of my team I'm cool with. But um, I'm trying to make a move. So I told Kevin. I said, uh, when I first got back on to the, to the draft, the, the, the best available running back for me was Leonard Fournette. Not right. a big fan of him as well. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not lose out on value. I'm hoping Leonard Fournette has a good game this week because I'm trying to trade him. Um, and uh, I want your opinion on this, Kevin. Listeners, you guys could weigh in as well. So I'm trying to upgrade here and uh, package. I have Leonard Fournette, Austin Eckler, and Aaron Jones again. I you know a lot of guys. I try to like you said. I invest a lot of stock in. I want to get rid of OBJ. And I'm, I'm cool with kind of devaluing myself there because I don't like the player. I feel like he's going to start fighting nets again or taking shirtless boat pictures and screwing <laughs> up his fantasy value. So I packaged Leonard Fournette, OBJ, and James Washington. He's just kind of like the throw-in guy um, for Tyler Lockett and Dalvin Cook. Do you feel as though it's a, that's a fair trade? Like if you were... The Dalvin Cook and Tyler Lockett owner, would you look at that and chuckle and just hit like cancel? Um, I feel like I'm giving the guy the way. I, I feel like OBJ is the way better receiver than Tyler Lockett. Yes, sure. I'm getting his number one overall pick, which I know is like hard for people to come off of. But when I look at this as a fantasy owner, I'm looking at it like, wow, this guy's giving me OBJ and Leonard Fournette for Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Lockett's in there, but I don't see his value as high as the other two. Yes. Even I don't think James Washington's a throw in. I think I, agree. I think he actually wins that trade by the end of the season. And that's kind of like why I threw it in there. But you know, I, I think a lot of people get stubborn and they're like, Well, I drafted Dalvin Cook first in the first round. I can't give him up. Right. Like what well, yo, you're getting you're getting OBJ and Leonard Fournette. So like if we grade those guys, where would you grade Leonard Fournette as far as running back value? Like keep going and I'll I'll get his actual ADP. So what I, why I'm asking Kevin this is these are the thoughts that go through my head as a fantasy owner when I'm trying to make the trades. And what I do is try to think of what the other person would do if the roles were reversed. I don't ever send those trades where I know I'm beating the guy in the head because I know people aren't idiots. 
You know what I'm saying? So they're not going to just make a trade with me because they're fools. I feel like the best trades out there are the ones that make you squirm a little bit. And in a 12-team league, Leonard Fournette is going in round two, ninth pick. And this is a 12-team league, round two, ninth pick. Okay, so I grabbed him in the third round in this league because, uh, like I said, I was auto-drafted for the first two. You got good and it value was, on him. Uh, OBJ. Um, but I'm, I personally don't like these players right. in fantasy. So it, it, it's not even the fact that I don't think they're going to be okay. Like OBJ had a decent week. He had like 14 points. Leonard Fournette, and he had like nine or whatever it was. And that might not be the best time to sell him because he's down. But like I said, I'm packaging up a number one wide receiver and a starting running back with clear no discrepancies on shared time. I don't even know who the backup is in Jacksonville. Right. Okay. Rookie quarterback inserting in there. I'm almost talking myself out of this trade now. They should be pounding Leonard Fournette here. I'm take, I'm telling you, I think he wins this trade hands down by the end of the season. So, with me, I value that. And Tyler Lockett's hurt right now. Yeah, and that's that's exactly why I'm doing it. Right. You're get, for, so, when you're looking at this as the owner, you're like, okay, I'm giving him Tyler Lockett, who's banged up, who's on this guy's bench, nonetheless. Yeah, I'm giving up my first-round pick, but I'm getting Leonard Fournette and OBJ. And James Washington, if you if you really pay attention, James Washington is possibly the number two. Kevin just spoke about that. That all, all the attention is going to Juju. We just don't know who's going to emerge yet. Is right. it Dante Moncrief or is it James Washington? And I could could be one hundred percent wrong on this trade six months from now. Excuse me, six weeks from now when James Washington is balling out. Right. Or I could be right and he's a dud and Moncrief is the number two. You never know. You do what you think is best at the time. That's what it comes down to. You do what you think is best. If you're not nervous at a trade, then you're not making the right one. You have to be a little bit nervous because that means you're giving up a little bit of something. You're giving up something that you know there's some potential to. Uh, Either you're nervous or you're you're happy because you took advantage of a numbskull. So, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Uh, But but most of us aren't going to make a trade where we feel awful about it. You should just feel a little nervous, uh, exactly. but, but if you need help at a certain position, you got to get that help, and you got to go with, you got to ride the wave as it takes you. And uh, that's like I said before, guys. Um, I always feel like the best trades are the ones that you squirm a little bit before you press accept. I always say that the best trades are the ones that you squirm a little bit before you press the send button or the before you press the accept button. When you kind of wince at it, you're like, I don't know. Those are good trades. That means both people are making out. I hate when people send me the trade in the app because I always think I'm going to press the wrong button by an accident. Do you ever think about that? No. I see, I I, every time somebody sends that to me, I like to have a text conversation. I don't want the accept or decline to be there waiting for Okay, me. I got you. I'm like, am I going to press the, like, I'm, like I, I lose myself for a second and I press the wrong thing? I always get nervous when that happens when you brought that up. But. I was talking to one of our <laughs> listeners today, um, and he's in the listener league and a friend of mine. Um, shout out to, to Steve. And I was telling him I hate when people don't respond to the to the trade, like it's just sitting there pending moves. Oh, so you know yeah, what I'm saying? Was, like either fine. decline the trade or accept it. Don't leave it there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or if you have my number, just send me a text. Like, yo, bro, what are you nuts? Like, you know, send me a joke or something. Don't just leave it there because now I'm like, <laughs> did you look at it? Are you mulling it over? What I'm over here flipping out. What's going on? Right. So, um, yeah, that's enough of that trade talk. We're gonna go to selling high. I like to think of a guy that performed so well that I know it's not going to happen again. Or I obviously have an inclination that it's not going to happen again. Someone like that, in my mind, off of this week, and I'm a big fan of the guy. So it's hard for me to say it. I want the kid to do well. 
I drafted him last year. I wish I had him on my team, but I don't know if the performance is there yet. And maybe you hold him for another week, John Ross. John Ross of the Cincinnati Bengals. How many points did he have last week? I don't know. Kev's going to look it up while I'm doing my little spiel here. I got you. Uh, I know it was a lot. Yeah, I watched the game because I had Seattle on my survivor pool. Yeah, I know I was, he had seven catches for 158 yards, and I think it was two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I, I was checking my underwear to make sure I didn't have a, a release in there watching the Seahawks almost lose me my survivor pool on the week one. But anyway, John Ross, I don't think he performs like that again. He's been so up and down. He had a game like this last year, not to these numbers. I, I believe this is probably his career high game for him. But he's been inconsistent. If he performs like that again, you're going to come to a crossroad where you say, is this for real? Or do you want, or do you want to have that question looming over when A.J. Green comes back, does this guy continue to perform like that? My opinion is no. Tyler Boyd's going to get involved in this in this pass game, and A.J. Green's coming back soon. Joe Mixon's going to get healthy. Tyler Eifert is going to stay healthy or get healthy. I think John Ross has another good game in Week 2. Send him out. Sell him high. Package him with another player. You need to upgrade a tight end? Send him with your tight end and John Ross. Look for those guys. I told you. Hunt out the Tyreek Hill owner. After week two, there'll be more injuries. Focus on the teams that need a wide receiver and get rid of them. Agreed. He had 40 points. I apologize. The 40. App- he put up a 40-burger. 40 points. And he was on everybody's bench. Nobody started John Ross. And I was correct with the stats, by the way. Okay. So. You got any sell highs, Kevin? Anybody this week that you that you would say you don't? it's an outlier, it's not going to happen again, sell them high? See, I don't necessarily have that guy, but if you are, we, me and Vince talked about being plentiful at a position. So if you are plentiful at a position, like I, I told you, Marlon Mack or or Devontae Freeman. Now, Devontae Freeman, that's another one. That's a, you know, that uh, we'll get into him next. But I would say Marlon Mack could be that guy for you. It depends mm-hmm. on where you took him. I have four running backs. So for me, I can sell high on him. And so... I do think that I will eventually get, I can get a really good player off a guy who had uh, 25 carries for over 150 yards last week and who had a really good day. Cause I think James, I think Jamison Crowder comes back and has another good week like he did before. I think he's going to continue to, to, to feed into that, that, that slot position for your boys. I agree so much there that I hope he has a dud. So I can, I am, I am hoping Jameson Crowder throws up a dud, which is hard for me because I'm a Jet fan. So it's, it's, I'm at a catch 22. Uh, I hope we win the game, but he doesn't contribute. So I could try to trade for him because I think he's going to be a PPR monster. If you have Jameson Crowder, um, shout out to one of our listeners, Pat. He has him. I know he ain't getting rid of him because we even talked about it. I think that what we saw, 14 receptions, a career high in receptions, and also a week high last week, 14 receptions, 99 yards. The yards might not be there. But if you play in the PPR, even if you got one yard off of all that, okay, right. that's 14 points just with the receptions and another one for the other 14 yards. Okay, that's just 14 yards. He got 99 yards, all right? So I think the PPR is going to be there for Jamison Crowder, and uh, I hope I hope they win without him contributing, which is going to be hard considering what's going on right there in, in New York. And I also agree, uh, and I feel like you had – with John Ross and this specific area that we're doing, John Ross is the pocket aces for for that position to sell high on, especially with AJ Green's going to be coming back. Can he do it again? But I'm also not a big fan of trading this early unless it's a guy like John Ross. If it if it's one of my top six picks, top seven picks, I'm not trading any of those guys yet, or I'm at least thinking about it unless, like I said, 
you have you're plentiful at a specific position. But what's the next category we got? Well, speaking of selling high, anybody you got out there you want to buy low on? I would love to. I think a Devontae Freeman I knew is it. the pocket aces of buy low coming into this week. Atlanta is going to be a great offense. They had a really bad day. I don't even know what to tell you. It was one of the weirdest things that I, I, I didn't expect that game to go the way it went last weekend. But I think if you can get yourself a Devontae Freeman, uh, that would be wonderful. I don't know if any of you are crazy enough to think that just because Julio Jones had a down week that you would actually trade him. But if you are, go get him. Anybody on that Atlanta offense that somebody will give you, I would take it. If it's Ridley, Julio, Devontae Freeman, or Matt Ryan, take them all. Yeah, I was going to say Devontae Freeman. While I disagree with you, um, I'm kind of like a little still. I'm still walking on eggshells with with Devontae Freeman, you know. But two guys that come to mind: James Conner, bad week, only had like ten. I think it was like ten points. That's another good. I one. had I have him in my other league. You ain't touching him, nobody. I ain't giving him up. I think that that's not going to happen. Even Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster. It's going to be tough to get him to pull him off of, off of somebody that drafted him. I know in our 14-team league, somebody drafted him in the first round. So I know if, usually if you draft somebody in the first round, you ain't getting rid of him. Another player, Mike Evans. 4.9 points, 5 points, depending on where you're at. That's a guy you want to buy low on right now. Uh, unfortunately, we're recording this about two hours before uh, Thursday night football, actually an hour before Thursday night football. So uh, he might be balling out in the next hour, which I foresee it to happen. Right. Um, but if he doesn't have a great game, even if he only gets up like 10, 12 points, you might want to get that guy. That's right. a guy I want to buy low on. Robbie Anderson. The news today of Sam Darnold with mononucleosis. He's going to be out for a little while. Um, we got three tough games uh, coming up. And uh, Robbie Anderson is... He already didn't have a first good game. Kevin called that. Called it, if you listen to our episode nine, uh, he calls it on on our segment of with it or against it. Kev was against Robbie Anderson against the Bills defense. He was 100% right. And now he's going to have Trevor Simeon slinging on the rock. While I like Trevor Simeon. I do too. I don't know if he gets the ball down the field to Robbie. And the Robbie Anderson owner might get frustrated when we play the Patriots next week and they're smoking us. And uh, then we got the bye week coming up after that. So maybe three weeks from now, the Robbie Anderson owner is a little cranky and ready to get rid of him. And you'll be, you'll be able to tell real quick. You know why? Because he'll be sitting on his bench. Right. And I'm not saying Robbie's going to come back and have the best year of his career. But he's going to have some good games. And he's going to have you a couple four catches, 126 yards, touchdowns. That's Because he's going to get a few of those deep balls. He really is good in that area. So I agree with you, man. And he might be a guy that you could buy low on. And he yes. might be a guy you could buy super low on, depending on the position of that team. Where where are their needs? Tight end, running back, whatever. They might That guy that owns Robbie Anderson, he might be the Tyreek Hill owner. He might be the Tevin Coleman owner. He might be the Hunter Henry owner package up a deal and especially if Robbie's doing bad for four weeks you might be able to get him for a guy you drafted in the eighth round right and I'll take that chance any day 
Um, and another two, I yeah. just wanted to add Christian Kirk and Jared Cook. I think Christian Kirk is going to be the guy. Don't forget, yes, he only had four. He only had ten points. He only had four catches, but he also had twelve targets. Twelve. So he is being looked at. Kyler Murray likes him. I think they're going to get on the same page. Jared Cook only had five points. Don't worry, he's coming. Trust me, they're going to need him. And uh, uh, Drew Brees does not discriminate, but he does like the tight end position. He he made Ben Watson look phenomenal for the last two season so Jared Cook is far better uh, tight end at this point in time than Ben Watson so I would keep those two guys on your list I got somebody else go ahead Jared Goff yes bad game real bad game they had like 11 points he was terrible and they won okay and they won that's all that matters they might not like him they might not have another quarterback option and if they do I bet you Jared Goff's on the bench right now so that might be a guy if you're not comfortable with your quarterback situation that might be a guy you hit up now, um, you know, one of the problems that we have here by giving out some tips is I uh, eliminate myself from making those deals within the listener league, so right. to say. I know the guy that has uh, Jared Goff in my listener league. That's another thing, too. Let me tell you guys something. I know your teams better than I know my team. I study other players' teams, other fantasy players' teams. I look teams. around all the time. I don't have to look. Kevin's staring at me right now. I can ask Kevin. He can show you. Who has Jared Goff in our listener league? I know who it is. His name's Patty. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know it. Right. I don't have to look. It's already there. It's already burning in my brain. <laughs> you know when Hunter Henry went down? I said, ooh, Lisa's not going to be happy. <laughs> I don't. I know who's on your team. Right. Okay? Know your opponent's teams. With that being said, it's going to be hard for me to pry Jared Goff away <laughs> from Patty. Shout out to Patty, one of our listeners. Appreciate the support. If he's hearing this, but maybe you guys... Other listeners can. If I can't win my fantasy league, maybe you can from listening to what we got to say. Now we're going to do something. We're going to actually do a DraftKings lineup right now. Um, We're going to break it down as we're going through it. I'm going to load up the Thursday to Monday lineup because I see a value in a particular Monday night quarterback. And it's not... Baker, Baker, the touchdown maker. Don't listen to this guy. He's going to do it, too. I can't wait to talk about this when we come back. We're going to have to talk about this in the next pod. Let me go after, load up. Actually, Monday while comes. we're doing it, I'm going to go load up my first $4,000. Yeah, let me get give me, so let me let me get Trevor Simeon for 4000 Oh, my God. That is, Bang, that is right awful. There. Yeah, Trevor he's showing Simeon. me his phone with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. But as far as DFS is concerned, and if you don't know what DFS is, that's Daily, daily Fantasy Sports. Sport, the Daily Fantasy Sports, where you could go. You just pick a team just for Sunday, and they play that Sunday. I like to make the cheapest, best team I can make to start. And then I go back in and look for more expensive players as I go. So if I can go down, ooh, I like that. I'm like, ooh, that's only 5500 Yeah, I'll take that. I like that matchup. And then I'll go back and upgrade players in the positions that I feel like they have also have good matchups. So I always leave myself at least $10,000 left, maybe ten dollars to $8,000 left to kind of play with and see where I can fill in. But I like to I like to make my fill off of those $5,000, $5,500 players. How about you? How do you go about it, Vince? So what I do is I try to go with the guy that I feel like holds the most value. Now, listen, I'm not a fool here. Trevor Simeon, I'm not being a homer, but I like this kid. I feel like he got a raw deal in Denver. Um, and then, you know, he went as a backup to Minnesota. And I was really happy that the Jets have him. You guys know I'm a Jet fan. I was happy they had him as his, as a backup quarterback. I don't love Sam Darnold. I'm not ready to be in love with this kid yet. 
I feel like he has a lot of growing to do. So I really don't think there's a big downgrade between Sam Darnold and Trevor Simeon. I agree. Granted, if you ask me who I want me my quarterback, I want Sam Darnold because I know he's the future. I know he could be the future. I don't know if he's the future yet, but I know he could be. I know Trevor Simeon isn't. But I think he could rumble. I think he could keep us alive, especially against the Brownies. Right. So what my the reason I said all that, the first thing I do is I think of a player and I say, wow, let me go check their value out, see where they're valued at. Um, and I try to build around those players and then I plug in. So like for me, Trevor Simeon was my first guy in there. He's really cheap, $4,000. I put him in. Next, I'm going New England Patriots defense. You know why? They play the fish. Right. All right. And Bill Belichick, he don't like to let up. So he'll be he'll be pressing them up 42-0. He ain't playing prevent defense. Okay. <laughs> Fourth quarter, Patriots up 56 to 3. He's gonna Bill's got the starters in there. Right. I want it. Okay. And you already know there ain't no Fitz Magic going down in Miami <laughs> next week. Okay. So give me them. Now I look next, plugging in Austin Eckler, 61 Hundo. Give me that. Now, another guy I was, again, I look for value first. Another guy, look at this. This is awesome. Carry on Johnson, 57 hunch. Let me get that too. You know why? Because he was he had a down week last week. The Lions are going against the Chargers, who have the 14th rated defense against the run. Middle of the pack. Right. Not the best. You know who else has some good value? Damian Williams. I think he's going up against Oakland. He's oh, only yeah. going for $5,800. I like that for I a think flex spot, maybe. And he's going to be a really good pass catcher for them. He gets down the field the same way that Kareem Hunt did. I also still like Aaron Jones. Even I, I understand who Minnesota is. I get it. But I do think they get him going. I think they reset after that poo-poo platter they served all of us last Thursday. Mm-hmm. At least the Packers offense did because our defense came to play. But... I, I like him also. Michael Gallup's on my list right now. I got a Brandon mm. Cooks on my list right now. I have a Mark Andrews at tight end on my list right now. No matter what, on a bad day, on a bad day, if you can get Mark Andrews in any of your leagues, whether it's DFS or the ones that you're already playing, get him. Because even when they have a bad day and they're going to be running the ball, maybe Lamar Jackson can't get it down the field, he is going to get to that guy. He is always going to be the safety blanket for the Ravens moving forward. Who else you got? So, yeah, like I, I like your Michael Gallup right there. So I, I loaded him up there, 56 hundo. Great value. Yeah, and he's going against the 26-rated defense, uh, Washington. Uh, Alf, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, they, lit, they lit them up last week. Um, I'm loading. I'm doing the Thursday to Monday, and uh, I am putting in O.J. Howard. Uh, last week, the Panthers went up against the Rams. They don't really have a great tight end core there with Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby, but uh, they're still rated 15th against the tight end. Those two guys were able to get some catches. I think that there's some good value with 4,400 and uh, O.J. Howard. So uh, I loaded him up, and I'm looking pretty good right now because I have about 6,800 to uh, each player available. Uh, this is probably where I start loading up the big boys here. DeAndre Hopkins is the... Uh, Number one wide receiver. But he's going up against Jacksonville. That means Jalen Ramsey is going to be following. Right. So I'll be scrolling down. Now, see your boy Devontae Adams here. Okay, but he is going against Minnesota. That's a little little scary for me. So I got to find a wide receiver that I want to get started here. And I don't believe in there, Sammy Watkins. What do you think about Julio, 73 hunch? Think he has a bounce back game at home against Philly? What do you think about Julio Jones, 7,300? I think he has a bounce back game at home against Philly. Um... 
I like uh, I like them opening up the dome at home. So I think I'm going to throw Julio into my, my lineup here too. I think that's a great idea. Uh, they have they're terrible at corner uh, for the Eagles. They have they're good at safety. They're good at linebacker and defensive lineman. But as far as cornerback, they are terrible. And I think Atlanta comes back alive and shows you who they're going to be for the rest of the year. I like that. I like that. I'm going to be filling in my flex spot right now. And I think I'm going to go with what you said and do a little Damian Williams. I'm not really big on him this year per se, but he did look look really good last week. And he's only 5,800, so I could plug him in, and I'm still going to have a valuable spot. I got 7,400 to spend right now for my wide receiver too. Um, looks like I'm going to have some leftover dough. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a little Julian Edelman. I always leave. I think he, he's actually on my on my radar as I came across him as far as his price. So, you ever come to this point where you have money left over? Do you feel like you have to spend it? Not all the time. Not if I like the matchup. I'll just leave the money there. Okay. I like that, too. I don't, I don't, up, I don't upgrade just to upgrade. Uh, just because somebody put them up there, maybe you found something that they didn't find. No, I like this matchup better. He's going against the 26-frame passing defense, and I'm saving a, a 1500 on this guy. But I do look for places to try to use it all. If I can't, though, and I feel like I got what I got, then I'm happy with that. I don't, I don't go too crazy about spending all my cash. Absolutely. So uh, I, I went went and looked through, and I, I did make an upgrade. I did make a change. I'm gonna I'm gonna take out Damian Williams there and put in Derrick Henry. Okay. I like him uh, at six thousand, and still leaves me with a little change. But I'll read you guys my lineup here. So I got Trevor Simeon at quarterback, Austin Eckler, Carryon Johnson, Julian Edelman, Michael Gallup, Julio, Julio <laughs> Jones. O.J. Howard and Derrick Henry, and then my defense is going to be the slaughterhouse over there with the Patriots going against the fish. <laughs> That's going to be bad. I'm actually going to actually submit this one too. A little submit, yeah. DFS lineup. That's how this gets done, guy. Something quick like that. Yes, sir. Um, we hope you guys uh, enjoyed our fantasy episode here. Um, if you like what we did, if there's more things you want to hear, we're trying to just do tips and tricks. Kind of, you know, um, don't panic, sell high. Buy low. Uh, look for trades. Don't overreact. Anything else you want to give them before we head out? I got nothing else, man. I think we got it all. Enjoy Thursday night football. Or oh, you guys are listening to this. Hope you guys enjoy Thursday night football. Wait, before we end, you got any guys running tonight? I have McCaffrey and I got Godwin. And I think they both get off tonight. Okay, cool. I'm happy. And like I said to you earlier, Godwin is opposite Mike Evans, so he's going to get those one-on-one opportunities. Even if Mike Evans goes off, I still think Godwin can have good games while Evans is going off. And then McCaffrey is the whole team. So, of course, he's going to get the ball, and he's going to score points every week. I like that. I got. I just have O.J. Howard going in our listener league. Oh, um, so you're playing him. Yeah, okay. I actually, I'm going to start. I have him starting in my tight end position. Uh, one thing I always hear, um, and listen, guys, uh, I don't. I won't plug other podcasts on here, but the gurus. The guy, the, the big dogs, the fantasy footballers. They're, uh, I don't want to fucking put them in there. Fuck that. One thing that I've I always agree. been a fan of. One thing I've always been a fan of. Check your lineups on Thursday night and make sure you don't have no Thursday night players in your flex spot. That's a big no-no right there. Because if you have a Thursday night player in your flex spot, you now lose that ability to pivot off of a player. Right. So if you got a wide receiver you got to start or a running back, put them in the wide receiver or running back spot. Um, I had O.J. Howard in my flex. I moved him to my tight end because I, I did the, the double tight end flex okay. last week. Uh, didn't work out for me. I had O.J. and, and Mark Andrews. I like double tight end. Every I, do. I do. I uh, do. I'm going to run it again this week. I have, I'm flexing uh, Mark Andrews. Oh, okay. But uh, I got O.J. Howard in my tight end spot. But this is just a daily 
Thursday reminder. Make sure your Thursday night players are not in your flex spot, guys. Uh, we hope you uh, enjoyed our Fantasy Friday episode. And uh, thanks for listening to the First Pick Podcast. Again, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Goombots, B-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. And you can find the First Pick Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, at the First Pick Pod. Kev, where could they find you and where could they listen? You can find me at BiggestBoss76 on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at the First Pick Podcast. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Podcoin, and iTunes, Apple go. iTunes. So hit us up on there. Please rate, review, share, 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 interact. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Please, five stars only. See y'all next week.